Welcome to SBS News in Easy English. 13 more people have died in Victoria from COVID-19, the highest daily death toll in the current outbreak. The state has reported another 1,571 new local infections from 79,000 test results. It's a slight increase on yesterday's daily infection number. Many hope the state's outbreak could be stabilising. Melbourne's Royal Children's Hospital says no babies in its intensive care unit have tested positive to COVID-19 after a parent with the virus visited the ward. The hospital's chief executive, Bernadette MacDonald, says rapid antigen testing for all visiting parents and carers will be introduced by the end of this week. It is a very challenging circumstances to find the balance between allowing mums and dads to come and see their children and spend time with their children and those children to have access to their parents. Victoria looks likely to reach its target of 70% of people fully vaccinated, slightly ahead of schedule, towards the end of this month. New South Wales has reported 444 new local cases of COVID-19, slightly more than yesterday. Four more people with the virus have also died. It comes as the state looks like reaching its target of 80% fully vaccinated earlier than predicted. Sydney's lockdown ended on Monday and the Premier, Dominic Perrottet, has suggested he may move to the next stage of relaxed restrictions sooner. More than 90% of eligible people aged over 16 in New South Wales have had one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. In federal politics, Labor says the Energy and Industry Minister, Angus Taylor, has no credibility when it comes to developing serious policies in his portfolios. Federal Cabinet is meeting today to consider a new energy policy to commit to strengthen climate goals ahead of a critical United Nations summit in Glasgow next month. Angus Taylor this morning told a Sydney radio station that Australia's path to reducing carbon emissions won't come at the expense of the resources industry. Labor leader Anthony Albanese says Mr Taylor has blocked multiple policies to embrace a carbon-neutral future, holding back Australian industry and manufacturing. The truth is that it will take a Labor government, a Labor government prepared to shape the future, prepared to take up the opportunities that are there to create jobs and to really drive Australia forward. Meanwhile, the New South Wales government 
has announced $3 billion in incentives for green hydrogen energy projects. The state will also exempt green hydrogen production from government charges. It will discount electricity network charges and set up a statewide hydrogen refuelling network. It comes days after the Queensland government announced one of the world's largest hydrogen equipment facilities would be built in Gladstone in partnership with Fortescue Future Industries. To sport, Australia's female cricketers will get a pay increase after a deal was reached between Cricket Australia and the Players Association. The $1.2 million deal comes after a public argument about revenue sharing in 2017. A change in personnel at the top of both organisations since then has resulted in what the Players Association's Todd Greenberg described as respect and mutual appreciation between their groups. Cricket Australia Chief Executive Nick Hockley acknowledged the pay gap between male and female players still exists, but he has vowed to achieve gender parity. The funding boost includes extra income for Big Bash and one-day players, as well as money for player retainers and well-being support. This is SBS News in Easy English. Thanks for joining us. I am Stephanie Corsetti.